Welcome to Parma Christian Fellowship Church's weekly sermon podcast. All of our sermons are available for listening and download at pcf.church. May God's word enrich you today. Well, my dad was supposed to preach today, but I get to preach today. And tonight I'm just talking about the church and the status that it's in. We've been talking a lot over the last few weeks about our mission statement, to be a living community of Jesus Christ. That's what our church strives and wants to be. But the overall church in the last quite a while now, but um, really since 2010, somewhere in there, uh, the attendance has been in decline, not just here at Chaparma Christian, but in every church across, uh, across at least America. Many studies have shown that more and more people are attending church less and less. There's a, a website that I was able to do a little bit of research on, and it's called Reach Right Studios, and they put out an article that said weekly church attendance has declined from 45% of all of our population in 1993 to 29% in 2020. However, there was an increase from 2017 in 2017, when weekly attendance was at 27%. Now, more people are choosing sports, more people are choosing camping, chores. I don't know why you ever do that, but the list goes on than attending church services on a regular basis. And while there are many factors that go into everyone's decision making, one thing is for sure that the church is struggling with this reality. We've joined a bunch of different Facebook groups for, uh, for church leaders. We're in a church communications group, and we're in, I'm in a worship leader group, and we're in sound groups, and all different church leaders from across, really, the world. And everybody is, is struggling with this reality. I'm referencing the, the church as a whole. This is true here at Parma Christian Fellowship as well. The, the pandemic that we're still rolling through has had a major factor in this process. And there's no doubt about that. But these trends have been consistent going back to long before the pandemic was around. And while COVID has had its impact on the church This has been going on for a while. So my questions today are, is the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ falling short in America? Or are the churches just failing to spread the message effectively to those who need to hear it? I believe this starts with us. I believe this starts with the people who are Christians who claim to be Christians. There's a lot, of, a, a lot of studies that say that there are people that are Christians. You'll, you'll ask them, and yes, they are, but they don't follow through any of the normal practices that we follow. We dedicate our lives, we dedicate ourselves to Jesus. And that's what our, our, our decision is to follow Jesus, and we dedicate ourselves to that. We sing a song here 
called Here's My Heart. And the verses are, Here's my heart, Lord. Here's my life, Lord. I am found and I am yours. I am loved. I'm made pure. These are all the foundational things that a relationship with Jesus does. Just a simple decision to follow him, to believe in him. But are we living these things out in our daily lives? All of us, to an extent, are, for sure. I am, to an extent. But we can always, everybody can always be better at this. Are we living our lives in a manner that shows unbelievers that we are followers of Jesus? And I believe everyone can take this question a little bit differently into their own lives. Not everybody comes to church. A lot of the, the rhetoric online is that you come to church and you're one way for an hour and then you spend the rest of the week being whoever you feel like being. And that's not true of everybody. But we can always look and strive to emulate Christ a little bit deeper and a little bit better. In everything we do, we are to reflect who Jesus is. Living passage of scripture. Let me see if I can find my reference. Nope, but it's from Colossians. It says, living as those made alive in Christ. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on the things above, not on earthly things, for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, Whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry, because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now you must rid yourselves of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices, and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. There is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, synth, slave, or free, but Christ is all and is in all. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion with kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you, and over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. There's a lot of different situations in which we can look at our lives But one day I'm driving down the road. I drive between here and Canandaigua a lot, like every day, Monday through Friday at least. And I'll be driving, I mean, maybe a little over the speed limit, but 
close to the speed limit. And I'll be in the left lane and passing a car just barely, you know, just, just slightly. And all of a sudden, this car comes behind me, and they're riding my back. Well, my instincts are not to be like, oh, I love this person. My instincts are to slow down to the exact speed of the person I was passing and try and keep them behind me as long as possible because they're being the jerk. And then I get ahead and pass, and I realize it was my mom. No, I, but it changes who, as you see the person, sometimes they go past you and they like to exchange pleasantries. But it doesn't matter what that other person is doing. We're called to reflect Jesus. So how do we reflect Jesus? Be in his word. Study who Jesus is. I just wrote down a few different stories to think about as, as here's how a situation that, that Jesus handled, and handled probably differently than everybody else in the day, and how we would even do it today. I've talked about this before, the woman caught in the act of adultery. There's a lot of things that goes into this whole situation that Jesus understood everything, but regardless of the whole situation, you've got a woman who clearly sinned, and she was brought in front of, and Jesus took the law, and he changed the law with compassion, with grace. Jesus met with the woman at the well, a person that people like Jesus should never even really talk to. They just didn't talk to. A woman who not only had multiple husbands, but also was somewhat truthful about that. But he showed who he was, that he was the son of God, and he instructed her, and he loved her through that situation, bringing her to faith. Jesus met, spent many a time with the tax collectors of the time. Nobody, nobody ever wanted to be with the tax collectors. For one, they were looked at as awful people. For two, they took your money, which means they were awful people. And they often took it for themselves, whatever they wanted. They were not honest people, but Jesus spent time with them. He got to know them. He built relationships with them. He led them to faith. Jesus took his disciples. There's lots of stories where he was training his disciples, but also he would take his disciples away from people and he would give them rest. And he would re help them relax and, and talk through the things that they were experiencing on earth as he was training them to be leaders of the church. And his disciples were some lowly people that didn't understand what they were even getting themselves into that became the leaders of the church after his res resurrection. All the way down to the entire events of his last days where Jesus was eating at the table with Judas. He knew what was going to happen, and he said to Judas, go and do what you have to do. He didn't stop him. He didn't berate him didn't even tell the other disciples what was about to happen. 
when the times were the most difficult and he was, I don't believe that he was afraid, but he was ready for what God had called him to be. And when the hours were waning down to where he was going to go through the crucifixion, he spent time in prayer with his father. His father that he's part of. But he spent time particularly with them. All the way down to when Peter thought he was getting ready to join the revolution and cut off the man's ear, Jesus said this is not the time and place for a revolution. This is a time for us to be peaceful, us to follow through with what God has called of us. Jesus did things differently than the world. I think too often I fall into this plenty. We fall into the ways of the world, not necessarily in a bad way, but we're called to be different. So even just saying, you know, an example is I listen to my Christian music. I listen to my Spotify playlists while I'm working in the VA. So people know that I'm a Christian, but I don't typically engage in conversations about them. In fact, somewhat, I can tend to be more on the bashful side of that. Even though I play my music like that, everybody knows and, and sees. I actually had one guy, as I was working around him for quite a while, about half an hour into it, he goes, that church music? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. And while we can spend our lives reading and, and learning, we all know none of us are going to be perfect as Jesus was. We're never going to have be able to walk the earth the same way that he did. That's why there's grace. That's why there's mercy. But, as we can read through and we can re-implement, sometimes we'll learn something new and we'll implement that into our lives, and sometimes it falls away, and sometimes you read the same stories and you gain something slightly different out of that. But Jesus wants us to put our eyes on him. Just before Jesus ascended into heaven... He commissioned his disciples. He took them off onto the mountain, and he, and he said, Go and make disciples of Jesus. Matthew 28, 16 and 20 says, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. I can imagine being in that situation where Jesus was clearly killed on a cross, laid to rest, and when he came back, it was not the triumphal entry that everybody thought it was going to be. Really, none of Jesus' life was what people expected. But even when Jesus was standing in front of the people some still doubted. Then Jesus came to them, and he said, 
all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. As we've seen with my dad and a lot of other people, no day tomorrow, even the rest of today, is guaranteed. Everything can be going normal, and something can suddenly change. And that doesn't happen for everybody, but we keep our minds to that point that we are to live our lives with our eyes on Christ, that becomes the focal point of our life. We give our life, we give our heart, we are found, we are rooted in Him. Jesus' life, the story of Jesus, is the most exciting story in the history of the world. And we need to be the hands and the feet that bring his light into the darkness. You pray with me. Heavenly Father, we just come today. We just come speaking about you. You are the focus of everything we do. This world wants to pull us away. This world wants to teach many other things, Republican, Democrat, everything that is, is a huge fight and the world really has always been that way. But you came and you overturned all of these things. You brought unity in places that there was no unity before. You loved on people that nobody would love. You touched people that nobody would touch. And in 2021, the need for you is just the same as it was in the day that you came. Father, we just ask that you embolden your followers. Show us your love. Teach us who you are. Help us to do as you have called, to go out, to step foot, To preach your word. Everybody is going to do that a little bit differently. Not everybody is going to go stand on a street corner. Not everybody is going to stand up on a stage. But we can all love the people that nobody wants to love. We can all love the people that are difficult to love. We can take your word and study it. Understand who you are better every day so that we can be your light in the darkness. In your name we pray. Amen.